Good morning, Mayberry. Due to aggressive request, I started this podcast now. I'm not ready. I want a different intro song. I want spoof ads. I want an editor. I want a budget to pay a little production staff. But I have shit to say right now, and I can't keep ignoring the loving spiritual warriors who've asked me to just start like we were all born with nothing but my body and the basics. So here we go. We aren't going to talk about the rebranding and conflation of slavery, fallout, general racism, and class war. We aren't going to talk about PETA activists de-anthropomorphizing black people to make their points right now. We don't have time. We're going to talk about whatever I edit in next. Because I'm the producer, I'm the host, and I made this music. I'm Shift Orion, and I'm not waiting on Superman. I had a friend of mine asking me if I believe in the secret a couple days ago. Actually, two people this week have talked to me about specifically The Secret and asked me if I read or watched, read the book, watched the documentary. I have heard of The Secret. I have read The Secret. I have watched the documentary of The Secret many, many years ago, I think in like 2009, maybe 2010. I have a couple things to say about it. For one, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that it's a legitimate concept and is super valid. And it's partially psychological and partially sociological it's not mystical really but everything is mystical and so anti-mystics let me break this down for you because i actually do have logic around everything i just said mysticism isn't anti-logic like there's it's not antithetical to science like hang out and fucking listen because i'm the one that can break this shit down for you and make you less contentious when you're dealing with people in your community who really embrace this stuff So, uh, also, if you're into mysticism, you're really going to like the way I think, unless you need it to be alien from science and reality, and then that's uh, possibly going to be a frustrating thing. But I'm here for all the conversations, so fucking at me. Let's fight. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm actually, like, pretty chill to talk to you, unless you're trying to talk to me about the DNCVP nomination, and at that point, if you try to encourage that or try to say anything about, well, we just got to get it, I will drag, I will embarrass you. Like, it's just going to continue until I get bored or distracted. My ADHD will drag me onto another victim. Just don't do that. But other than that, I, I like to uh, figure out what the fuck people are thinking and what the fuck people are talking about. So I listen. You know, and I'll, ju- I'll jump down a motherfucking throat at times. Um, but, you know, go ahead and try me, too, if there's if there's a reason to be down my throat. Uh, oftentimes, um, I'll check myself and we'll just address that. I expect the same from other people. Um, I don't believe in politeness. So back to the manifestation thing in, uh, it, it's, it's a psychological ex- It's an exercise that one can employ. It's a, it's a mentality that one can employ that will facilitate your psychological space and facilitate your sociological space. And this is a very tangible, superficial example. And it involves, uh, not just the mental components of manifestation. There's a little bit of cosplay with this example I'm going to give. So this is not the secret. This is not manifestation. This is the this, this psychological and sociological phenomenon. Uh, these are adjacent phenomena to do with that function, right? That manifestation actually is. So... Those videos where they have like a, a homeless guy, they'll pick some homeless guy up off the street and then they take him into a barber and they cut his hair and clean him up and they put him in a suit and they'll have video of before they clean him up and a video of after they clean him up and show kind of how people respond to his existence, the same fucking person. As a part of this process, they're not just cleaning him up and making him appear more confident, appear cleaner. They go through this process of doing the superficial things that you can see 
but being touched, being in a salon chair, it, these videos are all done. Like, there's one really good one that I could tell that the vibe of the person cutting the hair was doing all this gassing up. You know, it was very, like, queer eye kind of fucking vibe going on, even though it's silent. The last thing they happen, they turn you, they turn him about, and they put him in front of the mirror of himself, and he gets to see who he looks like now, right? And so with this, with this moment that this guy in this particular video, this man getting cleaned up, what he has with himself after all of this physical physical contact, boosting oxytocin, there's you know all of it, all of the positive brain chemicals are getting boosted. His cortisol is getting lower. All the adrenalines. Everything you don't want going on, it's all fucking diminishing, all this endorphins boosting, you got some serotonins and some oxytocin, some, some dopamines coming up. And so that literally can change your appearance in immediately. Like My stress levels are so sensitive, and when I'm taking care of my body just the right ways, I can see in my skin when I lose elasticity because I've been stressed for too many days, even if I'm drinking enough water. Everything is very complicated and nuanced, and I guess that's my point when I'm when I'm dealing with why I address anti mystics, where it's like they don't want to they don't want to see the beauty and the reverence in all of this for some reason from a level of worship, and that doesn't make sense to me because why the fuck not? Like why exclude that? And it's not like they don't worship anybody; they'll worship people like Elon Musk. They'll worship people like Tesla Corp because the corporations are people too or whatever the fuck. You know, like it's they'll come up with excuses to be in reverence and to act in what they don't call it that and they act like it's different types of idolization, but it's not when you really break it down on paper. It's very frustrating for me. They're so demeaning. Um, and it's not a two-way street. They don't get demeaned for being that way at the same level that they demean mystics when they're going to be that way about shit. It's very, it's very frustrating for me. I don't, I don't understand who it serves. Um, so back to the the uh, manifestation. This gentleman who's gotten his hair cut and had this moment where he's gotten to fall in love with um, himself on a level of vanity, which is extremely, I feel is extremely important. I, I love my vanity. I don't feel right when I'm not connected to my vanity, the ways that I want to be in the moments that I want to be it. And that can change. Um, but it's pretty associated for me personally with not being in physical pain, which requires me to stay on a pretty rigid regimen of eating certain things and moving a certain amount. Um, and I just need a lot of fat and protein in my body. And I need, I, I'm, I'm at my best when I'm under heavy weights. But now at this point, I've been outside of being under weights for quite some time. And I'll have to uh, work my fucking way back up to it with no coach, um, which is going to be fine. And part of how I'm going to get there is fucking manifestation. Because like I said, the shit's real. And the weird part with this is this, the sociological parts of it are not even with other people. Some parts of that will be my, my experience with getting back into working out to the degree that I'll be in touch with my vanity the way that I want to and be out of pain the way that I want to. For the most part, the sociological elements are also with myself. So there's the psychological elements with myself and the sociological, what I have around me, I don't have people around me, but I have to get my environment staged up so that my relationship to the space that I'm in, but like I talk to my couch, I talk to my guitar, I talk to my computer, I talk to my phone when there are not people on a call to talk to, right? Like I talk to pens in my hand, I talk in my house. So, and this, I'm, I'm socially engaging with the things around me. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, get back onto the point. The big thing that I really want to address is that one of the people I was talking to was concerned, and he's, he's the type of person that 
very strategically comes up with ways to reprogram his own mind when he finds himself in a place that's not serving him. And he's somebody that I really respect a lot. He was talking to me about the secret about manifesting and his concern. Um, he's in a bit of a, a challenging situation. And he was alarmed about the notion that it's hard to stay in gratitude. And the other person that I was speaking to as well was was discussing that it's hard to stay in a place of gratitude um, intermittently because um, she was having some some struggles that were coming up at times. He was having a situation where it's all the time he is constantly stressed and he's constantly worried about how to get away from the things that are uh, putting pressure on him in undue ways. And he can't really get into a place of being in a state of gratitude, which is what the secret proper, the book material and the documentary, that, that doctrine is really about. And I'm here to tell you personally, from my own experience, I've lived it. And I'm telling you, that part's a white lie. That's a white people lie. It's a little white lie that steals all the energy. That's why it lies. It's not true. You don't have to be in a state of gratitude. You can be in a fucking rage fit. You can be desperate. You can be out of everything. The only thing is, is you have to know that you don't deserve, and not in a sense that you're going to do anything violent and, and immediate about it, right? You don't need to take what you deserve, but you know that you don't deserve what you're getting. That shit works, right? It's the same fucking way. Because what ends up happening with these white people with the gratitude component, because usually people of privilege that are talking, and uh, one of my favorite memes is uh, maybe you manifested it, maybe it's white privilege. That's, that's just the gold right there. They are feeding into a vampiric energy in their own little subculture when they talk like that. All they're doing is st they're already stealing resources so they don't have to worry about transactional exchange with other communities because they steal from other communities. It's written into tax laws. It's written into how they run their businesses. It's written into that they can have employees. They pay minimum wage and then reap the capital gain off of every hour those employees work um, on a disproportionate level as business owners, as property owners. They, you know, that's white people are running the show financially. Not all of them, but enough of them that it's fucking white people. The secret is definitely this type of white people content. They made it. They're putting it out. They're loving it because it justifies and validates that they're allowed to act this way. And it's not, I'm not knocking it. Y'all hang in there. Stick with me. Don't fucking leave yet. I'm saying that you need a slight adjustment because a lot of what I see happening with people who are really diligent about like the doctrines of the secret itself is I hear them offering the power of manifestation to marginalized people, but when marginalized people explain the circumstances that they have around being in states of gratitude and how that shifts within them and how it, how it moves about, I hear an awful lot of victim blaming and bullshit coming out of the same people that are offering a tool that they don't understand the potential of, and they're fucking around and limiting. The bottom line is, and this is a practical reality that I am living out right now. People's little fucking... Ideas about gratitude being a requirement, a baseline factor for it, uh, they're just false. It's just untrue. You need a large energy and you need something to clarify yourself with. It just needs to be powerful, like whatever it is. I can describe it elementally for the mystics, um, but kind of the purpose is to continue like this breakdown using as universal language as possible. I think I'm going to try something, though, if, if anti-mystics are still with me. In this context, I was talking about having a large emotion, a large foundation point, something that's big energy. Um, and so, like, a flame, right? Like, hot. It would be things like rage, 
right? Like that's, you can come up with all kinds of different ways of that energy, like a feeling within you that you could associate with the color red or the temperature of fucking hot. That's what we're working with on that. So something in that capacity, you get the, you get the fire in the engine of the concept of I want this, right? And then that, it, it literally does change your brain. It, it restructures your fucking brain. And that's all that really matters, ultimately, because who you are and your perspective alters your approach. So even if if you are in a certain mentality and you engage with a certain person, things are going to go a certain way. If you're in a different mentality engaging with that same person, it could change the fucking world. It could change the whole situation, not the, you know, everybody else's world, but your worlds together, it could change everything about the way you engage. I guess the real fundamental thing that I'm about is depending on what your energy is, your angle has to be the right way too. So there's here's other things. Despair and hopelessness I think can work too, right? And those would be like earth elements where the whole situation is going to work a lot differently than fire because with fire I'm like, oh, we're launching. We're turning on. We're igniting. The engine's going. We're moving. And whereas there are things that it makes more sense to conceptualize them in a metaphor of tilling soil and plant growth, right? We also have water elements. I I like elements because I like working metaphor. I like moving metaphor around. It is the only way I can understand my feelings. It is the only way I can describe my feelings, Um, And it's because this, it goes back and back and back. I have never, and I just the other day, somebody said that I was angry or mad about something that I was having a much more complicated feeling about. And it, it makes me angry when I'm having a complicated feeling that people then define as anger or mad and, and then say that to me. I, it tends to set me through the fucking roof. Actually, it's ironic. Basically, it's just, you know, the different components of what you're working with are going to have different responses to different things, wind blowing things around. There are things that can happen with any type of approach, really. Like, whatever the source is for the desire, it can be used. And one of the biggest fallacies, and I think one of the things that was effectively keeping... So, manifestation's real, but the secret and the gratitude component have weaponized it into being a tool of oppression and a tool for dismissal and disregard of the realities of people's decision-making processes because what it says to white people is that you have everything you have because it was bestowed upon you from the abundance of the universe and there is no end to what you are allowed to gain. You should only keep going up from here materialistically. They really aim towards the materialistic parts. They don't really – because my thing is for people who have had a lot of stuff, have less stuff. Like I I personally think it's very important to walk through all the possibilities that are available on this planet. And I don't think necessarily people need to be in perilous levels of destitute to have a lot less and live a lot less. And that's not putting money in your bank account and accruing it while you're living less. It's like literally restructuring the way your fucking income and expectations around your life go. And that's not, it's difficult to encourage people to do that because it's fucking risky and it's scary and nobody wants to. And I've seen people do it. I've known people who have done it. Um, and it's not always uh, the end of the road for them. They often go um, in and out different directions in similar ways that people who don't have money then win the lottery or, you know, work as child actors then suddenly have to work at Walmart. So, you know, and on that note, like the Walmart employees 
have the same access to the secret materials as the Waltons, but that baseline of gratitude going to be a little different for somebody who has a personal chef as opposed to somebody who can't afford to or have time to cook for themselves almost ever probably like that's you know i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna strip that probably off and there's somebody that does not have time between trying to go to school trying to deal with some health issues trying to deal with probably not even their own kids they've taken on other people's kids they other people had and they're doing there's somebody that works at walmart that's that person and they have access to the same fucking secret. The issue is, is that some of this requires like massive sacrifice in certain instances because some of it is about like you're heading in the wrong direction and wasting time holding on to shit that's holding you back from your growth or repeating patterns that slow down your own progress with other people, with other situations that are not about you uh, and don't know who you really are because they've only known who you fucking were and it's complicated it's very complicated it's complicated to know like what the best ways to curate your team and your resource are are basically here's here's where here's where i get with the secret so i was standing in el nino weather outside of the rv that i lived in over by the dump and it's i needed a little bit of space because shit was tense with my partner who was living in this RV with me, and I just needed space. And so the only way to get space in that situation was to step outside into the rain where it was like little tiny, it was almost like a cloud, like it was like little mist drops, but they were moving so fucking fast, like they stung, and you would just be soaked in a minute, like whatever. So I'm standing outside, and I really, I had hit, I was already trying as hard as I could. I had a job that I had just gotten a few weeks before that. I was I was working hard. I was doing a lot. It was a nine to five, which is the it's the first time I had had one of those that I actually wanted, and it's the first time I stuck with one of those for more than a couple of days. I deeply enjoyed this job. Actually, it was cool. It was in an office that had central air, and it was. I mean, it was just a bunch of preppy, yuppie brats for the most part. There were a couple of chill people working there, but it was a small company, a little startup. And I just needed, all I needed was like showers for what, like I needed to just get to work and then get the shot. And like, I was going to, I was going to just work enough to not be living in the RV anymore. And find, how do you, how do you do it though? You know, and I'm just, I'm just slimy. I'm like sweaty. I'm covered in fucking rain. And like the RV is a little mildewy all the time. Like everything just stinks. And I got to go work in an office with people who are like, you know, picking out different types of fucking colognes and shit. Like they like have like a, like an arsenal of scents to like put on themselves after they take showers in their nice indoor fucking bathrooms and shit. And that's my life right there. And I'm all I wanted to do was not be homeless anymore. And I was working. I had a nine to five in an office, working hard. These motherfuckers in the office, though, and this central air, and just everything about the whole situation. I was running late at times. I was sore in the morning. I just needed showers. I just needed showers in the morning. That's all I needed. So I started yelling about this is not my life. Where the fuck is my fucking life? Where is my life? This ain't it. Like, I'm done with this part. I learned everything I need to learn going through this. It's been a whole fucking decade. It's time for the rest of the shit that I get. Where's the rest? Next chapter. Like, we're done here. We've done it all. We've met everybody there is to meet. We've, it's next. 
So the next morning I woke up and I had a response to, actually, I think it was before I went to bed that night because I think we went over there the very next morning, but I had gotten a response to a post I put up on Facebook before Facebook took my account away because they were a bunch of fucking bitches. Fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. I hate your ass. Ooh, I hate that bitch. He's a bitch. He's a bitch. He's a big old bitch. We fucking hate him. So, uh, I get on Facebook. I had a reply to a post that I put up requesting anybody in between where I was parked with my van over by the dump and where I was working that if anybody had showers, I would love to come over and use a shower so I could not be a stankin' ass fucking fuck when I get into the office. I don't want these people, I didn't want anybody there to know I was homeless. Nobody knew except for my friend that got me the job there. Former friend. It's a whole other story. Fuck you, Jarnold. Uh, we, we will be talking about Jarnold at some point. Jarnold is an architect. Jarnold's the reason I'm not worried about Trump because there are little Trumps running around all over the place everywhere and we need them to know that they're seen. So, and he don't feel empowered by, he's a little, he's a leftist kind of Trump. We'll get into Jarnold. We will get into how the right and the left are the same fucking hand. Um, and how we're not calling them the right and the left anymore because they're both fucking wrong. Excuse me. So, uh, I start yelling. I got this post back, the reply. We go over there in the morning and... Shit, I want to say within a week and a half, I was looking at the place that we were going to be moving into, and I had never had this moment before. I'm telling you, when I tell you I deserved my homelessness, that I was living the life that I was supposed to be living, that that's like who I was as a person up until this moment where I don't know what snapped in me. I was so upset, and I just wanted, I wanted to die, actually. It was a suicidal outburst, but in the form of like, what the fuck is this? And that's really what it was. It was it was this moment of suicide, and that's, frankly... The one thing that I can tell you is I have had more growth in my productive gains and manifestation out of my suicidal moments, re-alchemizing into the type of energy that I'm talking about to restructure my psychological space and restructure my expectations around how I'm going to be treated, which in turn changes things like my body language, the types of responses I have to the things that people say to me, how easy it is for me to address stuff and just kind of like respond quickly to things. The secret's fucking real, manifestation's fucking real, gratitude as a requirement for any of that is an absolute fucking fallacy, and you can in fact be enraged and in deep states of despair and depression and anxiety and disillusionment, you can be confused, you can be, there's all kinds of things that you can be that are cast as quote unquote negative to that like positive vibes only kind of fuckery bullshit that I don't know why they think they get to hold the hold the fucking wheel on this topic. They're the least qualified to know anything about how to get stuff you don't have already. All those type of people who are all about the gratitude stuff really ever manifest is stuff they already fucking had. They already fucking had it. Right? And they're like, that's the point. It was already mine. Abundance is already here. But s- systemically, privilege-wise, they already fucking had it. So... And it's fine. It's fine. The issue is not that people need to really be having less, but sort of people need to be fucking having less. Simultaneously, I'm working my way towards a different kind of life because, like I said, I've like not known where I'm going to shit in the morning. I have not known where I'm going to shower next for date. Like it's been like nine, ten days, and I'm like, where are we going to get the next shower? To my partner, who also has not showered in over a week, like. 
That's and these are, we're fucking ad- at one point I was dating somebody that was 42 and we were homeless together and she was like she was a, a fucking physician's assistant medical assistant but she had a repetitive stress injury and her workers comp failed her and disability failed her and her doctors fucking failed her somebody gave me a 1974 Dodge Sportsman little baby blue motherfucking just an epic mobile. Just a fucking, it was, it, the Dixie Mobile it was called because the bitch had gave it to us and it was Dixie. It's a great little van. Um, and so we moved into that and it had these big clear windows and no tint to it and like no seats in the back. Just two seats up in the front. I think there might have been a bench in the back but it wasn't a proper seat if I remember correctly and just foam mats. Just moved into this goddamn hippie van. That thing had seen many a rainbow gathering. I have never been to a rainbow gathering, but my fucking van had been. So, yeah, that's that's how that went. I was in the middle of homelessness. I See, my train of thought would just disconnect in the middle of me talking. And um, there's not a goddamn thing anybody can do about it. Because no matter how focused I am, or it seems to just be happening frequently nowadays. It's stress. It's I've got a tremor now from stress. Um... I wish people would follow through with me. I don't even like people anymore, hardly at all. Like, I just, I I love everybody deeply still, and I want people well, which is why I'm willing to put my time in and keep showing up for people. But yeah, to be frank, this is fucking miserable right now. Uh, I'm trying to manifest while I'm miserable. I'm not trying to. I am manifest. I'm actually dead. Because the thing about it too is you can't just be like, I wish for this and then it appears. You have to do the work. And it can't be something like, I wish to win the lottery and then you go buy lottery tickets over and over and over again. You can do that as a side gig. Fine. That's fine. But that's still just chance. And the odds of the lottery are still the same. And other people are using the secret too for exactly that fucking end. You got to get clever and strategic about the things you actually want. If you really want it to do the best things that it can do, it's only really four people that are that clever. It's only really four people that are like, what the fuck is possible really? You know, people can fuck around with it on more limited terms and that's fine and playful and whatever. The more limited the terms that they're playing with it on and the bigger the prizes they're trying to get in those limited terms, the more likely it is to fail them because of the odds right? Does that make sense? So when people say, just made, they're not, they're taking, they're, they're being pedestrian in their definitions of things and their analysis of how this all works. They're overlooking and misinterpreting a number of different things. They're taking just the limited capacity to really like see how social elements really play into all of this, how, how oppression and systemic violence play into manifestation and having things versus not having things. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm about, I'm, this sentence is going on and on and on. And just, I, I'm, I'm sure you all heard it a second ago, just like I did. Click, my trains of thought disconnected. My point is, marginalized people manifest and stay mad. The cooler things come from really figuring out how to work those quote unquote negative emotions into being the fuel for what you're trying to get towards. And the, and the sociological elements of all of this, uh, there's a lot of variables to it, and some of it is in getting like rejected or made fun of or even preyed upon in certain instances. Because again, we are in capitalism and oppression land, and it's a fucking nightmare zone here. So some of it is being onslaught and still 
either staying standing or figuring out how to get get back up and get cleaned up and keep marching. And that also strengthens the vibe. Every time, every time you can do that, it strengthens the vibe. That's pretty much the deal. It's not a very comforting concept. It's very painful, but it, uh, it's also beautiful and um, empowering. It's not very comforting, but it's very it's empowering. Hey, that's the slogan for a podcast, ain't it? It's not very comforting, but it's empowering. <laughs>